All right, welcome back to the Forward Podcast. I'm Lance Armstrong, your host. My guest this week is a comedian, super funny dude, Nate Bargatze. And unlike me, he never says any bad words, which is hard to imagine as a, as a comedian. But before we get to Nate, a couple of things. I give you guys updates every week about my son's football team, Westlake High School. He's a senior there. They finished the regular season undefeated. We're just rolling through the playoffs. And, um, and like life is, all good things must come to an end. Um, we lost uh, last Saturday night uh, to Cy Fair, a school just outside of Houston, 14 to 6. Tough, tough to watch. You know, every week that we'd win a playoff game, we'd stand out there by the buses and wait for Luke and his teammates to come out. And, you know, this is the same, they came out the same door that the team that they just beat would come out. So you'd see, uh, these kids coming out very emotional and upset. You'd see their parents standing there emotional and upset. And I just, I, every week I looked at those people and I was like, I, I don't, I just don't want to, I don't want to be in that position. Um, but, you know, like every other week we, we made our way back to the buses and it was so hard to watch Luke and all his teammates come out super upset. Uh, they'd invested so much, worked so hard and to see it come to an end. And, as a parent, it was super, super difficult, very difficult for me to stand there and, and uh, hug him and, and just tell him good job. So, um, bummer, bummer. I fully planned on being at AT&T Stadium next weekend to watch him try to win a state championship, but super proud of him, super proud of the whole team, thankful for all the great coaches and staff at Westlake High. Let's get on to uh, our Survivor of the Week. We started this a month ago or so, and we've had some great responses. Uh, this one, although it has a little bit of a twist, and that I'm going to dedicate the Survivor of the Week uh, this week to Chad Young, who I've talked about before on this podcast, uh, who was a young cyclist who had, uh, you know, when I say he had the entire world ahead of him and in his hands, uh, I mean it. He was uh, not only was he very talented on the bike, but off the bike, he was exceptional. He was uh, not just a cyclist, but he was a engineering student at the Colorado School of Mines. So for you engineering geeks, you'll know that that's sort of the Yale or the Harvard of engineering. Um, unfortunately, we lost Chad Young last uh, spring in a, in a tragic accident, a tour of the Gila. Um, but he, you know, although he's not with us, his legacy is with us. The memories are with us. And those survive, so therefore he's the survivor of the week. But I got an email just the other day from his professor at the Colorado School of Mines, John Berger, Dr. John Berger. He says, hi, Lance. Thanks for what you've done supporting the Chad Young Foundation. As you probably know, Chad was an outstanding student in our mechanical engineering department, one of the very best in a very demanding program. I thought you'd like to know that Chad was awarded a posthumous Bachelor of Science in Mechanical Engineering degree last Friday at our winter graduation. His mom and dad were there to accept it. We're so sad to have lost Chad, but I'm sure that this degree meant a lot to his parents. Keep up the great work on the forward. Really have enjoyed every one of them. Dr. John Berger. Doc, thanks for sending that in. And, uh, you know, to all the friends and family of Chad Young, um, proud to call him uh, the survivor of the week. Last thing before we get to Nate Bergazzi, my co-host on stages, which a lot of you probably listened to this summer, uh, J.B. Hager was a longtime morning DJ here in Austin, Texas, and he started, geez, more than 20 years ago, a program called Bikes for Kids. 
They ended up raising millions of dollars and giving away tens of thousands of bicycles over the years to, to the neediest of families. So, of course, in true L.A. style, uh, last minute, I, I emailed JB a few weeks ago. I said, hey, whatever happened to that Bikes for Kids thing? Why, why are we not doing that? And so, uh, lo and behold, it's back. We're going to start small. We just want to get get going again. We've got 20 bikes to give away to needy kids. Um, so just think about that. There, there are plenty of families and, and kids that are, that are not going to have a great Christmas or a great holiday season, uh, may not get a gift. They may have always wanted a bike. If you know of a family or a child that is, uh, that is in need this holiday season, go to wedo.team, W-E-D-U.team, and fill out the Bikes for Kids nomination form. Just just send us, obviously, better if it's in Austin or in the Central Texas area. But we had 20 bikes. We're going to give them away and, uh, you know, try to change a kid's Christmas. So uh, thanks for doing that. That's your call to action. We do dot team, bikes for kids. And uh, let's make that holiday season special for that family. All right, Nate Bergazzi coming up. Um, I came across this guy because I watched this new Netflix special called The Stand-Ups. He's the first comedian to come out. I was shocked because he, he had me rolling on the ground and he never said one F-bomb, never said one bad word. I'm like, how's he doing that? It's been inspiring for me. The cuss jar, his cuss jar at his house is, is like empty. His kids got no candy money, which is a bummer for them. Thanks for tuning in. Like I say every week, any questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, uh, send it to the forward podcast at wedosport.com. Nate, thanks for being here, man. Hey, absolutely, buddy. Uh, we have a lot of things in common, and, and we'll get to most of, not all of them, but the one that I love the most, and I, as I was reading about your life, I was like, man, this guy likes to drink. Yeah. And so we got to start with that. I mean, that's just, yeah. it's, a, it's a great thing. I was very proud of you and very yeah. excited. Thank you. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a fun time. Uh, it gets you in a lot of trouble. But, you know, it's starting to get like, uh, I feel like IPAs are getting like out of control. Like, cause then you drink those, but it's like so much alcohol and you drink, you drink them like Bud Light or something. Right. And then you're like, oh, this is not good. So you mainly drink beer. Yeah. Yeah. No hard liquor. No, no, wine. I, uh, no, I, uh, wine. I would love to be a wine guy. Mm. Uh, but I'm not like, you know, I, uh, I don't ever remember the names of the wines or, you know anything like that but i would love types, to be like a wine person the types, the types yeah. you know uh i called a uh, rose rose wine once ordering it and she's like what i was like some rose i was like rose wine and that sounds like a person that shouldn't be ordering wine to uh but it's pretty good and so yeah i drink uh i would love to be i would love to move off beer and just go wine and then just be like have like a wine cellar eventually we, we used to do this podcast in my wine cellar Oh yeah, it's, that'd be unbelievable. Yeah, it is. It's cool. They yeah, come I'm, out there. I'm, just I'm kind a of mess. a well, <laughs> but you're not supposed to get like real drunk on wine, right? Like wine's supposed to be. Oh, I you can get plenty drunk on wine. Yeah, yeah. I, I can. Yeah, yeah. Just get after it. Oh yeah. Well, you drink enough of anything, you're gonna get. Yeah, you know that. It's like it's a lot. Yeah. No, it's. Uh, I had a whole thing once uh, at South by, South by Southwest, and. uh this I, I I quit drinking for like a year and a half. Really? 
And then, uh, and it was because South by, I went to like a Justin Bieber roast. My Comedy Central special was just coming out. This is 2015 or 14, whatever it came out. And then, so that we were just, I was just in the crowd because they were, because my special was coming out that year. So they like show you in the crowd and like whatever. So, and I had to be at South by the next uh, day. And so we're, we're sitting there and I'm like, just, you know, let's be normal. I won't get crazy. I won't drink a lot. And then that just changes. And then they just have beers on the table, and you're just like pound. Like next thing you know, you're just like drunk and living it up. And I remember walk out. Carly Rae Jespin was uh, there, like the singer. And I like that's like the music I like because I'm the worst. And or I'm not the worst, but you know Taylor Swift, like stuff like that. Thirty eight, and I'm like way on board with all this. And I see her, and I was like, hey, I'm like a big fan. And she's like, all right, <laughs> like she doesn't Dude, care. Creep. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I know you wouldn't think that, which is so insulting to be like, you know, you wouldn't think a dude would be into your music, but I'm like into it. And then, uh, I, then I learned she wasn't from America. I didn't know she wasn't. She had like a Canadian. She had some kind of accent. And then something that takes you off. You're oh, like, she didn't. She didn't. Under, she didn't. No, she knows. Oh, oh she, yeah. no, she spoke English. She knew exactly what was going on. And uh, but it's just funny, like when you think you just don't ever think about it. There's like some actors where you think they are not like you just think they're from here because they do movies right. and then you hear them interviewed you're like that guy's not even from here <laughs> like no, no. it's it's almost more impressive i got i got really into billions the last two seasons oh yeah and my like, buddy's on it dan soder mofi mofi oh really yeah he's one of my best one friends the pills and everything uh no who's no, no that's the that's the boss yeah uh soder was dating that secretary on the show for a little bit like uh uh Love. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like one of the one of his guys that's under. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But the dude, the main dude, acts. Mm -hmm. Have you have you ever watched like the the you know if you watch it on iTunes you you know you watch episodes you'd never know but at the end they always have like a little preview show and then a post show you know yeah. where, where they talk about what's going on in the show or what's going to go on yeah. in this upcoming season. Guys like opens his mouth. He's like Scott. Like is the strongest Scottish accent. I'm like. Well, how, how, wait a minute how does that work how, yeah. how can you do that yeah he's in homeland i mean he was like the, as you know, an american yeah as an american well that's you're not supposed to be able to do that yeah that's why i refuse to watch it no oh. that's not what i took a strong stance yeah i only watch shows i've i've vet it to see who's american yeah. and i only watch their parts right that's why i guess that's why i stopped watching um uh, what was that harley or that motorcycle gang show um oh uh, I know what you're talking about. Uh, same thing. Yeah. Well, it was it was big for a minute, but it, same thing. Like the main yeah. kid is British or Irish yeah. or something, and you're not supposed to look like that and talk like yeah. that. If you're you get like confused, like yeah. you're just like oh, and once you know it, then you can't like get it out of your head. Okay, so I, I want to go back. Sons to of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy. That's right. it. Yeah, I couldn't make it. I couldn't yeah. make it through. I never watched it. It. it yeah, it got um but so this was a real justin bieber roast oh yeah when he got roasted on comedy central because there are so, people that comedy there are people that have approached me yeah saying, oh, this is you know because of course five yeah. years ago when we'll move this uh, when everything blows up they're like you know everybody's got you should do this and you should do uh, that yeah. and you should hire us and hire them blah, 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 blah. yeah and uh but we heard multiple times well you need to do a roast yeah you need to get all your funny friends and do a roast yeah so that that sounds like that. I mean, Bieber was going through some shit at the time. That's I guess that's what he did. That's what they did. Yeah, I mean, it's not bad. Like, cause I think it is like comics. I mean, they're gonna. It, you're not. No one's gonna do it as bad mm. as a comic would. And 
I think it just, yeah, you just get it over with. Like, and then everybody sees you take it, I would imagine. And then they're like, ah, you, you know, no one, I mean, because then if you go past that, no one can be like, if they're still trying to like say something about you. You're like, I just, they just did that. Right. Like, it's already all, and the professionals did it to me. So I could see why they would want to do it. And I think it did matter. Like, it was like, him being able to take all that stuff, I mean, because guys were, like, brutal. and uh, You didn't get to say anything? No. He said something at the very end, and it was funny. And, like, uh, but, like, I mean, they just go after him hard, and, like, so he can't, you know, he's got to sit there and take it. But I, And I think it does, like, make people, like, I, you know, it's like, all right, you, I don't know, you're someone that's so high, uh, you know, where Bieber's at, and then you just, he gets brought down by yeah. just these nobodies. Well, he's back. He's back. The Beebs is back. The Beebs is back. You're in, you're into that music too. Uh, I probably would be, but I don't know if I know it. But it's uh, your daughter's probably into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She likes Taylor Swift. I mean, she's five though, so she doesn't. Every five year old girl in America likes Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah. She's doing real good. Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Squeaking by. I was, yeah. you know, she was. I don't know if I've told that story on this. Like, I'm always like, whatever, you know. Take it or leave it, but. There was a uh, a young girl in Colorado who, uh, unfortunately, was sick, diagnosed with cancer, got better, got worse again, relapsed. You know, yeah. anyways, just kept uh, flipping back and forth, and then finally, uh, at the end of her life, you know, her dying wish was to meet Taylor Swift. Yeah, and so, and they called me like, "Can you get Taylor Swift to come to Grand Junction?" And I'm like, <laughs> uh, I, I don't think so, but yeah. I know one person that I can call and I, and I, that had a connection to her. And, uh, and so I called and the, and they called me back and I said, okay, you know, I let them know. Like it's on her radar, so yeah. to speak. And she was flying, she lives in LA now, I guess. She was flying to New York. She landed her plane in Grand Junction, spent oh. the entire day with this girl, wow. with this young, young girl named Delaney, and taking pictures, doing makeup, just, and then she was with her mom. She rolls with her mom. Yeah. And uh, mom's like, hey, you know, Taylor, we really should get going. And she's like, no, mom, I'm, you know, we'll get there. Don't, like, just kept, like, it wasn't one of these, no cameras, no, no, no show. Yeah. No one would know about it. I, yeah, I, I love that stuff. And like, you know, and it's like, I think she's, I have not know, I don't know her at all. So, uh, but yeah, it's like, I mean, she's just like, seems like an awesome person and like someone that yeah. like gets it and does a lot of stuff for her fans. And, uh, and I think that's got to be tough because those like, I'd imagine you get those requests like a ton if you get like huge where it's, you know, yeah. and it's like some you can't do, you know, it's not insane for her to be like, I don't even know. Like it's impossible right. for I'm me. I'm sure to 99% of them, she or somebody like her. Oh yeah. yeah. And it's, and you probably got to hear about them. And then, so you feel bad, you know, where you just, you don't want to like, just know like, Hey, this dying and you're like, I can't make it. Like, uh, just tell her I can't make it. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like just tell her uh it's pretty uh yeah that's great that she did that's awesome yeah she's that i wonder that's probably like because she kind of started as a country artist you know in nashville yeah. and like that's the way those those artists that's the way they are like Good they people. they take their fans so seriously they take country radio so seriously like it's like religion to them yeah pretty yeah. cool like nascar like nascar it is yeah um i know you're a big sports fan yeah and we before we went on here, we started talking about golf. And some of your interviews, I've heard you talk about golf. And I was like, I don't, all right, this is now the second thing that I really like about this guy. Like the drinking was the best. But yeah, the fact now that, the fact that he combines both and, these. And things. then when you combine them, yeah. How about gambling? Uh, I I think I want to gamble, okay. and then I don't ever do it just because I'm never with someone that would do it or something. And but I uh, 
I've done it some playing golf. I'm talking about gambling on the golf course. Yeah, I've done it like with I play like uh, if I play like some guys at the a club that do do that, but it's always like nothing. Like it's a you know they play for like a coke or a do- two dollars or something. Oh no! And they play for this like, but that's the closest I've done. But I think I would like it because I think I like the pressure of it to it like because then it makes you like play. You know, no, it makes it a lot more. It makes it a lot more interesting to for sure. You know, that was always a, f- a favorite quote. They are. I always heard like Tiger Woods. Someone said, uh, maybe it was Tiger Woods or Jordan. I don't know. I think it was Jordan. Yeah, Jordan. Uh, yeah. How much you want to play for? Whatever makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> like whatever makes you nervous. Yeah, yeah. And that's like so I, I love like that. Yeah. Like you know, that's just so fun. Like I. So I don't know all the games uh, as far as like gambling. I'll teach you. <laughs> I can't wait to learn them. Like I would. I just come back. This trip cost me so much money. I'm like, this is a nightmare. Don't go on this podcast. It's a, it's a fortune. <laughs> no, but I mean the the yeah the golf thing is just it's it's the last, actually the the last year I've played less. And I told you earlier, like I I got it, my handicap down, and then it just it's just it is it is a disaster. I can't do anything. Yeah, I spray it off the tee. I, I got no uh, short game, and I three putt all the time. I mean, yeah. I'm like in my purse, like. Yeah, I'm the same way. I mean, it, it goes, it comes and goes where you can sit there. Golf is like uh, something that you think you can fit. You know, you're like, all right, I think I figured it out. Are you on like, are you can play good where you're like the audacity to think like, I think I got this. Yeah. I'm about to make a big leap. And then it just falls apart. And then you can't uh, do it. You know, I've had like, I've gotten my head with like chipping where, you know, you just like, chunk it and you just hit like the ground and the ball goes to and you're just and then i had a hole once i had like i was a par five and i was like uh i'm like on the edge of the green after the second shot like i mean at this point you'll i should just get a putter and like i'll just put it off you know and then i chunk it and then hit it way over and then it's like then you fall apart and you end up with like a nine and they just chaos ensues like and then it's all over but it's the best yeah, no, I love it. I've got to play a lot of fun courses. Like I did, uh, uh, I've done uh, what's the one in Michigan or in Wisconsin? Uh, Kohler. No, yeah, yeah, in Kohler. It's yeah, and in, the one they just had the one of the majors. Yeah, yeah. yeah on the uh, lake there. I don't know why I can't think of it right now. Yeah, yeah. I played that one. I did a Whistling Straits. Whistling Straits. There you go. Look at me. There, unbelievable. Uh, I played one in Ireland, Port Marnock. A few of them. It's important. Like they do the uh, Brit, uh, the Irish Open there, yeah. and that was probably the coolest course. Augusta? No, that would be that's the dream. That's I always I figured out. Uh, I like you learn. I heard you never you can't ask to play Augusta. Like if you ask, you heard like you can't ask. If you ask, you're never going to play. Well, if you, I mean, you could ask a member. Yeah, someone I always just heard. Man, you know, I don't look. I don't the get rules. this stuff from. <laughs> like I, my sources are not. The, <laughs> They're not the best sources. <laughs> no, uh, I got a guy, a member, uh, a, a guy who was an old Nike executive called me years ago, and I just really got into golf. You know, when my world just went to shit, I was yeah. like, well, I better find something to do with, yeah. with a bunch of time today because yeah. <laughs> I, I got a lot yeah. of free time now. So I was like, I'm going to learn how to play golf. And so I was super into it, and he, he called me and said, hey, do you want to go play Augusta? I was like, oh. uh, I'll start packing right now, and I'll start walking or whatever I got to do. So we played three days, stayed there, stayed on the ground. Dude, it, it is it's amazing. Oh. And, but you're also super nervous. Like, it's not easy. It's hard golf. The course is Do you hard. play from, like, they have whites and tees and blue, or, like, yep. they have, and, and you got to play from just, they don't let you play from the, or you could, but I guess, I guess you tips. could, yeah. 
But I would never. I don't hit it that far. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I'm not that athletic, so I just is it, yeah. It's like just perfect when you walk on it. Right? It, like, it's it's it looks perfect and feels perfect, but there's never a perfect. It's never a flat lie. Yeah. So the ball's always above your feet or below your feet. It, yeah. It's it's hard golf, yeah. and it's a lot more undulating and hilly than you than it looks on TV. Did you so break a hundred? Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean that's barely. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's. I mean, but I think that's what. I would ask like the caddies when you go play somewhere like Winston Straits, you play these courses, and you know they will say they're like, if you break a hundred, you're doing unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Like that's they're like ten percent of the people they caddy for, right. and they could be there fifteen years. Yeah, they go break a hundred. Yeah, he's like no one does, no one breaks hundred. We had our guy in Ireland, our caddy, like at the turn we were going to get a couple beers, and I was playing with the guys, so we. uh we're like, I don't know, just get whatever. <clears throat> like if they had draft beers or they or something. And uh, Guinness. Guinness. I know, I didn't even drink Guinness. I think I tried it. I'm not a big Guinness fan. Like they, but uh, so he goes to get it and uh, he comes back and he's holding a tray with like four like draft beers. Right. And he's having to walk down the fairway. And I mean, I've never felt so bad in my entire Like I was like, you could have just done bottles or something. Like, you know, I didn't know it was like going to be this whole thing. And just to see him. He's like trying not to spill it, right. and you're like, at the end of that, you got to give him like five grand. You're like, here, thanks. I'm sorry. I'm I want to apologize for all of that. <laughs> like, and we had to just leave it. Uh, what's the deal with this with this Vanderbilt uh, obsession? I don't. I guess uh, <clears throat> no, it did not go there. Right. Uh, you in in the South, you we college sports are huge. Texas here, uh, well, it's similar. We don't have. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I least, mean, well, least, you yeah, don't have anything here beyond the cow. You know. We're working on to, we're working on a soccer team here. Yeah, so is Nashville's up for one too. Uh, yeah. uh, I went to a Texas game here one time. Maybe this is a long time ago. Uh, is it only ten years or maybe they played Oklahoma State, and I just bought a ticket, went by myself, sat in the very top row, and was realized you just look like a nut job. Like you just everybody's sitting with like people, and it's just me in the very top. Like. Just sitting there, like it's like 105 degrees. Yeah, oh, and I luckily though I was the only like top row. There was like shade, so then you're just like this was pretty good outside. And there's just people just bowling all right in front of me. Exactly. They ran. Uh, they opened the second half with back to back kickoff returns, and I've never seen like that. I've never seen that even on TV. So it was like, and it was just funny to see all these people come back being with uh, like nachos and be like, "What's going on?" Like they think they didn't miss anything. You're like, you missed. Uh, <laughs> I mean, one of the most once in a lifetime things I've ever seen. So, did we? Y'all remember that game? I mean, it was. Did we win? Uh, Texas. It's been yeah. a rough ten years. It's been. Right? Yeah, it's been. It's. I, I cannot remember who won. It wasn't. It didn't matter. It wasn't a Texas Oklahoma State that mattered. Yeah. Like it wasn't like uh, they'd be playing. There you go. That's when I was there. I the one time I gave a, a, a talk at the cancer hospital there in nashville and this was the only time i've ever been this was like my one my one go at stand-up but i was given i was talking about cancer in my experience but i that football team there at least at the time this was 20 years ago just totally sucked you know bandy yeah oh yeah we've had we've it's been a it's been a long like i mean i've seen some pretty wild stuff at vandy being a vandy fan my mom worked there i had a cousin uh an older cousin uh that coached there in the basketball in the 70s so kind of we grew up at least with ties to Vanderbilt. And a lot of people are Tennessee fans, Tennessee Vol fans. Right. And uh, so I just went into with Vanderbilt. And I'm a big, like, I think it helps to be a, Van- like, because you, you have struggles uh, of, like, we're not, you know, you're just, you want to win, like, one time. And 
I think it helps. Like I was like with my daughter, I want her to be a Vandy fan because I want to be like, you should know what it feels like to just have to root for a team that like can break your heart your whole life. Like you can't, there's so many, like there's a generation now, like, you know, like I love LeBron James because I love greatness. So, uh, and it's when you see, but LeBron James generation where he's like, I'm a Cowboys fan, a Bulls fan and a Yankees fan. You're like, of course you are. Right. Of course you're those. Like my son is a Patriots fan. Yeah. You're like, it's like, you're just going to be these like, so it's like, you're supposed to pick someone that you at least need one team that struggles. So then you learn to like just how to root for that and like learn how to deal with, you know, it's, uh, I have a whole, with her first car, I want her first car to be like terrible. Cause you're like, you should learn how to have a bad car. You don't, you don't want to be, I had a, a old Mazda 626. We called O Blue. It was a 1985 Mazda. Bought it for $1,500. But like, I feel like that's what made me become a comedian. Cause you just have to, I was at like a private Christian school. So everybody's got like Mustangs or, you know, everybody's parents are rich and we weren't. We were there like on financial aid or and all this stuff. So you just, but you have to learn to like be funny because you, you have up the in worst the car. Yeah, and that's the one. Yeah, the people you you got to make them be like that's the car that people like talk about more than like uh, you know. So instead of a character builder, that's like a that's a comedy builder. Comedy builder. Yeah, that. but it would help with your character. You know, it helps you like be fun. I don't. You know, but none of this might be true at all. So you know, I don't. I don't I have no. That's <laughs> not. That's what my book's going to be like. I don't know. We'll do whatever you want. What do I care? Say like, whatever you want. Yeah, say whatever happens. But so, uh, so Vandy, yeah. Well, Vanderbilt, to one story with Vandy, they, I was there in like 1995. We played LSU. And this is like, this is what you deal with as a Vandy fan. Uh, where LSU was ranked, and we're, it's, it's seven to nothing going in the fourth quarter. I mean, we're like, we have a shot at beating. They were like maybe 14 or something in the country. And we're like, we're going to like win this game. And we drive down, we score with three seconds left. So it's seven to six. We're going to go for two. Woody Woodenhofer was the... What? Well, we're just going to be like... Because it was one of those where you're just like, go for two because it doesn't matter. Like, we, if we win, it's everything. If we lose, of course we're going to lose. Like, it's another losing season. And Woody Woodenhofer, he's coach for the Steelers. He was there. And he used to have... His slogan was just have fun and expect to win, which is like not even a good slogan. Like, that's a slogan that's like, yeah, just do whatever. Whatever you guys want to do, if you want to win, that'd be great. But if not, don't worry about it. So it's not a very like motivating slogan for a fan base. And he goes out, and they're going to go for two, get a delay game. So they move him back. And you're, but he's like, still going for two. You're like, I love it. Let's go again. Another delay game. Back-to-back delay games. I don't even, and then like later we found out he's going to run the same play. And you're like, how, how long? What are you going to talk for? What do you need, like 40 minutes to draw this play up? And then we extra point gets blocked, and then we lose. Uh, and that's like that's being a Vandy fan. You just sit there, and it goes to these mo- moments of like this. This is unbelievably. I can't believe it. And then just like see stuff that happens where you're like, we ran a fake punt once against Georgia. We we're beating them. We're on our own thirty, and we run a fake punt with our punter running to the short side of the field. So that was our big play. It's like fourth and two. And then we're like, all right, what if we snap the ball back 50 yards and then give it to our slowest guy and see if he can do it? Yeah. And then we, and we just end up losing that game. And you're just sitting there. You have to sit just confused. You're like, why would we do any of that stuff? Right. And then you come back for next year. Maybe their swim team is good or something. They went, Women's bowling was good in 2007. Uh, I know that. It was for real? Yeah. They won a championship. Doing real good. <laughs> so if you guys have got a women's bowling fantasy league, uh, they're doing good now. We won baseball. We won a championship in baseball. Okay. Uh, basketball. We have Bryce Drew, who's at Valpo. 
and uh, he's the one that hit the three against Ole Miss in the tournament. So, and he's got two five star recruits with maybe another one coming next year. Man, you were uh, into it. We had Jay Cutler. Yeah, I know. I follow. I'm a loser. Like Jay I've, Cutler went to Vanderbilt. Yeah, I love him. I can't. I can't. I can't figure that guy out. Man. Their I, best story with Jay. It's a famous story that I've heard, but the best one because uh, he's kind of like known as being kind of a douche, you know, <laughs> and. He's uh, I I defend him just because he went to Vandy, but there's there's a story a guy he was like at a bar Jay Cutler's at a bar and he's drunk and he's peeing in the urinal and a guy comes up next to him and sees him and he goes oh what's up Jay he goes I went to Vandy when you were and Jay just goes I don't care (laughs) (laughs) and just the guy just had to go uh, like he had to just sit and just pee next to him and it's the best. That's like the story that wins you back over. On is TV. that a true story? That I've heard it from. I it's like one of those stories that you always heard, and then I met someone that's like, oh my, that was my buddy that it happened to. So then you're like, is this just like a blown out of proportion yeah, story? Right. I hope it's real because I love it. Well, that yeah, but that's that's not a douche. That's like a that's just like a dickhead that would that, <laughs> would, that would. I mean, maybe he's. <laughs> That's what he is. Maybe he's, you know, but sometimes people just get sick of hearing the same shit over and over. Oh, yeah, dude. He's at a, like, he doesn't Like you, I'm sure you would get sick of hearing, you know, we're going to, we get to talk about how you don't say bad words and we get to talk about how, you know, you're religious. I don't care. (laughs) Right, see, there you go. (laughs) Then, you know what? Thanks for coming on, man. Hey, have a good gig tonight, buddy. Thanks, buddy. (laughs) But so. The, the the just the last thing on me is so I'm giving this talk and I was very proud of myself. So and actually I didn't even make it up that my my material. Somebody told me to say it. Yeah. And I opened with I was like, oh I I you know I I, I hear the Rolling Stones are coming uh, this fall or whenever. And it was it was like yeah because I think they were and I said uh, I said and I, is it true they're favored by twenty one? Yeah <laughs> yeah yeah they played and, at Vanderbilt Stadium and the, yes and so this yeah. was in ninety seven probably. Yeah. And I mean, everybody laughed, and it was that was my one shot at comedy. Yeah, and I it wasn't even that my was shit. Like I, yeah, I just, yeah, I didn't credit the person or anything. I just, yeah. Did well, it. you're doing it now, twenty years later. Yeah, <laughs> that guy goes finally. He's listening. <laughs> finally, gets recognition. That's the best line I've ever given. Uh, <laughs> this asshole got all yeah, the credit. Yeah, this guy. He's responsible for your career. You know, Lance would be nowhere if I didn't give him this one line twenty years ago. Well, he, there's some things he can go back and fix if he doesn't mind. Yeah. <laughs> It's uh yeah that's a good line you know that's a good it's a nice breaks it and then I watched your Netflix special the the one that just came out mm-hmm. or the art not your special but the special which you're the first episode yeah. of called Stand Ups yeah that was funny man thanks man you get and, was, and for those listening you need to go to Netflix I, it's a miracle I know how to work Netflix but um I didn't know what to expect um. And it was just, I was like, okay, this, this, and I just kept waiting for like, okay, pretty soon he's going to start it. No, not you're like, you're like, no, Jesus no. Christ. I'm like, it's not, he's, there's going to be an F-bomb in here somewhere, but it oh, never yeah. happened. And so I, I get to the end, I was like, okay, well that, you know, yeah, that's pretty, I couldn't do that. Like I, yeah. the, the listeners of the show know when we get hate mail, not a lot, but we get enough, the, all the bad words I say. And like my mom gets really mad that I say a lot of bad words. So I can appreciate I've already broken. I was going to try it today because you don't say bad words. Yeah. I was going to try to pull it off today, but I've already. You've already ruined it. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. You got to. Well, it's something that you got to get used to doing. Like. Uh. I mean, I just start, like I started like that, and it's something that you. I think you have to start like that because then now, 
like when I think of jokes, my brain just goes to that. I don't have any like sex jokes and not to say I will never if something happened, but it's like, I, I just don't think about it. I just don't like, that's not where my brain goes to. So you end up like kind of training yourself to do that. Yeah. And then you learn, like it is something you have to learn. Like uh, you just kind of learn how to like do it, like cut it on and off. Like if you do like in life, if you're going to, you know, if you curse some like, and then, but then if I do this, if I do, you do like any on stand up or on anything, you learn how to like not do it. You just, where it doesn't slip up and it helps. It's helped a lot at the beginning. It didn't help as Like I thought at the beginning, I'm like, I'm going to be doing late night TV, like in the first year of comedy, you know, and it, it took a while, but now it's like, you're seeing it like pay off, like where hey, it just makes you stand out a little bit more and it makes you choose another word, which I like, cause I like words like matter in comedy. So it's it makes you like have to i can't just say you know like i just can't curse to like say the words bad you have to come up with another one you have mm -hmm. to say it in a different way and so it's like you have to choose another word and then that kind of changes the rhythm of how you say the joke and it helps like i think make your voice and the way you sound and like you know i don't know all this other stuff yeah. that plays those people it. that send the, the the hate mail they're loving this if they're still listening yeah they they're all they're checked stop out listening. they go i can't get through it <laughs> No, but in in that was one of the things I was curious, like how you figure out this material. Is it just like do you dedicate like a day where you're like, okay, I'm gonna sit down and and think of some funny stuff, or do you are you just like driving down the road, in the six two six and 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 the something six rolling, you see something <laughs> or you hear something on the radio and you're like, okay, this is and you start riffing with that or or is it a combo of all those? It's uh. Yeah, I don't know. I've never sat down and wrote. A lot of guys do. Like Seinfeld was like always a guy that he didn't say bad words either. No, and uh. But he was a guy that would always sit down and write, you know, and uh, write his jokes out. And I was like, my style was probably like, I try to think of it as like a, I tell stories in like kind of a joke form. So like I, when I tell a story, I never want to be too far from a laugh. Because uh, the theory, if you, the farther away you get from a laugh, the bigger the laugh has to be. So I don't ever want to put that much pressure mm. on a laugh. So I don't want to go like for two minutes where it's silence because then whatever I'm trying to get to has to be the funniest thing everybody's ever heard in their mm -hmm. life. But if I have laughs all the way through it, then that last thing doesn't have to be. It just needs to be funnier than all this stuff. And so I'll just do it with like stories. Like if I have, uh, if you, I just, you, you just kind of keep your mind open and like, uh, you know, you got your phone, you put like something happened, you uh, put it in your phone, be like, oh, that's funny. Like, or this happened. And you're like, I think I could do that as a joke. And you just kind of just think about it and think of the story and then think of how you would say it. And uh, I put myself, I mean, these are all stories that happened to me and they're all truthful. Uh, I, I have a big, like I've tried to be pretty truthful. You can, maybe sometimes I can like take out some things of it or that might not matter, yeah, yeah. but everything's pr is factual and like it happened. Like on the Netflix show. So the crocodile did get out and was running yeah. around in the reptile store. I got a fun update on that. There, uh, crazy the, so so for the let me just give the listener a little a little context here but so if you when you win not if but when you guys go uh watch this uh, the the show on on uh on netflix you're talking about this thing where you go to this reptile store and it's got like this crazy owner with like rebel flags and trump posters yeah and, and, and he's like well no he wasn't that he was a conspiracy theorist oh, conspiracy he, he yeah. was batshit crazy and then yeah. you know they've got the black mamba and then they've got the Cobra, and then they've got, and then they bust out the alligator. Then the yeah, they're a crocodile. It was a woman North Carolina. Cape Fear Serpentarium is the place, and he, uh, and this guy just owned it. And then 
There's been a few weird things. So then uh, the I, I kind of like I give this update on stage, and it's it's uh, so the the way I do it is like so the, I don't tell the whole story, but as I went to a guy's house, he has a bunch of snakes, lizards, and a crocodile in his house, and a crocodile got out when I was there, and the lady wrote a TripAdvisor review about it, and I just happened to be there. So all that stuff happened. That's all true. Somebody wrote the review. All that true. Yeah. Uh, they, the reviews, you can look at it. The review, it's pretty crazy because it's fun that people go look it up and then they see it's true. And I think that like helps. Right. Like they're like, because I think people think they're going to go and it's made up. Uh, but if you go look at the review, the likes on that review are like over 10,000 likes. Wow. And everywhere else, it's like 100 or something. Like, so it's people are specifically going to check it out. And the lady that wrote the review uh, messaged me. She finally like, got a hold of me because she said it jumped 50,000. You can see how many people look at it, and it jumped 50,000 views the day the special came out. Okay. So I always like to assume that that lady just thought she was crushing it as a reviewer for a little bit. Like She was just like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I should quit my job and be a review person because I will bring <laughs> your place down if you don't treat me right. Uh, I tell another part of it where this guy goes, just a story written out about these two kids stealing a, a Gaboon Viper in the Washington National Zoo in the 1980s. And they just had this story written out next to the Gaboon Viper at this place. And the Gaboon Viper bit the kid because he had him in a trash bag, like a 1980s trash bag. And bit the kid. The kid went into a coma uh, four days. And then it was like, that was it. And so then I think it says they don't, like the whole reason you're reading is to see what happened to the kid. And then they're, uh, you know, but there's nothing. You just have to sit. You're like, is he dead? Is he stronger? Like, right. are you him? Like, what's the rest of the story? So the doctor of that kid emailed me. Uh, it's so crazy how people can get, he worked in with the Washington, uh, ER in DC in the eighties. And he remembers that kid coming in and the, that kid, the story, the kid got on a bus and he had the Gaboon Viper in the trash bag and he's like out of it. And then the guy, the bus driver's like, was like a kind of like a amateur her, uh, herbit, herpetologist or what is it? Yes. Yeah, Whatever the snake, he's a her, amateur snake yeah. guy. Uh, I think it's a pretty common word. <laughs> like it's. Uh, uh, that's what's embarrassing. Neither one of us know. Like, no, it's I, like a very common word. Like that. Anyway, he's a snake dude. So he's like, what's wrong with you? And he's like, a snake bit me. And the guy's, he's like, what kind of snake was it? And he's got it in the back. He's like, it's this one. And the guy knew it. It was a Gaboon fight. And he was like, dude, you gotta, you're going to die. Like, you have to go to the hospital. And then, so he went to the hospital and the guy saved him. And I think he kept Well, the bus stealing. driver saved him. The bus driver saved him. And then, uh, and then, then the, yeah, then the doctor, they gave him anti-venom and now he's back. He was back uh, stealing stuff, last I heard. No snakes, though. He moved up. And then the other one, the guy that owns that place died. He did. When were you he, there? I was there 2000, uh, uh, what was it, 14 or 15. Oh, wow. Well, like so, yeah, it was a while. Like, it was, and uh, so he died. We taped that special this past February, mm. and he died in, like, May. So it was after we taped. And uh, he died. And how he died, his, uh, his wife shot him. She shot him in front of the place. And, you know, there's borderline where you're like, what are the odds? And you're like, odds are not that bad, to be honest. They're pretty good. And because they, they lived above it. But uh, she's in jail for murder right now. And he's dead. So, was she there when you were there? I, I mean, she probably was upstairs in the living room of their, their house. But, no, he was there yeah, no, when I, I was, know there. He was there. And... Uh, then he's not. I, yeah, it would have been. I, it, it was. I mean, it's sad, but it's like she was like schizophrenic, and uh, so they like she was off her medicine and didn't know who her husband and his friend like. She just lost it, and uh, 
But, you know, I, it would have been fun for him to see it because I think he would have been, like, he would have loved it. Yeah. Like, I felt like he was a guy that would be like, like, it's great that you're talking about us and, you know. <laughs> so I wonder what happens to that place. It's still, the- still open as far as I know. Like, I, uh, Maybe the kid or something. Yeah, like, the either the kid runs it or someone else runs it, but they're they're still there and, you know, doing good. Man, you got to go back. I know. I got and go. like this lady who th- thinks she's the you know the greatest reviewer in the world. Like, yeah. she, did she then hit you up, come to the show? And, you no, know, she. Like I I wanted her to stay in touch because I did want to see. Like, I would just be curious to see because she could see how many people are looking at that review. And Netflix is a big like they don't ever tell you any numbers. You don't know who, how many people watch your special. Uh, so not that I can tell from that, but it was interesting to just even see like some kind of gauge to be like how many people are going there because of this. Yeah. Uh, and I messaged her that back, and she's never messaged me again. <laughs> she was, uh, she she said she was older. So I, I mean, who knows if she even saw the message? I, like, I don't think she was. Right. I gave her like my email and everything. I I just don't think it's happening. So <laughs> I kind of had to move on from hoping. So it's all very scientific. I mean, checking with the lady to see to to monitor, you know, traffic there. The the. I was actually, I mean, what you just said about the way you try to build a joke and, and, and build, you know, that's, that's, that's super scientific. Like that's yeah. like trying not to, like, I'd just get up there and be like, all right, I'm going to talk for a minute and then hopefully you laugh a lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's placing stuff, you know, it's, yeah, it's very fascinating. Like I started in New York, so it's like in New York, you're doing like five minutes, 10 minute sets. And like, those are what, those you have to go out and you have to you do that. You got to just kill it. And like, you only have 10 minutes. Yeah. And then now, like, so you got to learn how to do that. And then now that I'm on the road, I'm doing like 50 to an hour every night. An hour? I do 50 to an hour. But there's other guys. I mean, the seasoned guys do hour and a half. Like uh, Burr and like uh, all those, uh, Bill Burr, like all those big, they do like an hour and a half. Like, yeah. It's like Would, the, would they take a break? Isn't there no. Other, there's no intermission? Now, their shows will be, I mean, they don't always do that. They do hour 15, but like they're, they're having an opener and then like uh, someone else. So their shows could be like an hour 45. So when I see you tomorrow night at, at the show, is it, how much of the show is going to be from the Netflix special? None of it is. N- really? Now, I've got it switched all out. Uh, but I'll, that's, that's, this is my first time of like having to move stuff. And so uh, I, I tell what the update that I just said here. I tell that, like, that's the only thing I'll do is I'll tell that, uh, at the end of it, I tell that little update, which would never be on, like, another special. I just do it, because a lot of people have seemed to watch the special. Do you, does it feel weird when you, because you do two two shows a night? Yeah, well, not tonight, are, like, Friday, Saturday, you do Friday, two. You're yeah. doing two shows Friday and yeah. Saturday here in Austin. I mean, two-part question, does it feel weird, because you're basically saying this, I'm, I'm assuming you say the same oh, thing. yeah, yeah, and, and, all the and, and, you know, if you go on to San Antonio or Houston, you say the same thing. Yeah. Like when I was traveling the world giving speeches, I always said the same shit. Yeah. Like it never changed. Yeah. Like maybe a little word here and there, yeah, yeah, yeah. a little, and then the questions at the end might be different, but it was always the same. And I was always like, man, what if somebody that was at that speech in Columbus is all of a sudden here in Los Angeles? Yeah. And they're sitting here going, this asshole only says the same thing. Like I, I get freaked out. I was always, I was freaked out by that. Yeah. I mean, or do you it's, not? Yeah, it's a huge. Uh, or or I think what about if that somebody goes to the eight o'clock show and then hangs for the ten o'clock show and they're like, "This guy's just said the same." Yeah. I, just, I would tell that person I'm saying the same. Like if someone, as soon as they tell you, like I'm going to come to the second show, I'm like, "Well, you're going to hear the exact same thing." Yeah. Like I don't know what to tell you. Uh, yeah, I, that's a big fear that you always have. Like 
you know, when I first like started going on the road after this Netflix thing, Netflix thing was the first thing that were like people were really starting to come out and I knew they watched it. And like, that's when I tell the update. Cause I can, at the end of it, I can say like, who's what, and like, it's a lot of the crowd. So you can tell that update without having to tell the whole story again. And it's so, but you, so now that I've got this stuff all turned around and all this new stuff, it's like a huge relief. Cause then you're like excited, like to be like, all right, yeah, you can come back. But then after this neck, if I take another special after that comes out, you know, it takes time to build an act. And I've just got lucky to like, we taped in February. So from February to now I've had to like, and I only had to do 30 minutes. So already I maybe had some stuff and then I'll just, and I added some, now I got like new stuff, but it's a huge thing that you worry about. I worry that if, you know, when people are, is it going to be new stuff? And you're like, I don't know, where did you, if you saw me in this, if you saw me this year at another city, it's no, it's not going to be new. But you know, if yeah. you've seen me whenever, you know, five years ago, then yeah, it'll be different. And what if, and you don't, you don't, you, it doesn't sound like you, you veer from it, but what if you, you know, I don't know, today on your, you know, over coffee, you thought of something super funny. Would you ever say, well, I'm, I'm going to test this out tonight? Oh, yeah. You would have to, yeah. Yeah, okay. I'll, uh, I mean, now I don't go up to like, you know, I'm not in uh, New York or LA anymore, and I'm just on the road, so I have to try it on at a club. Mm-hmm. And I, But I can usually have a pretty good gauge if I think it'll be funny or not. And You have somebody that you... Like a manager or your wife? Uh, or your- no, I'll tell, yeah, I'll, I'll tell a comic, if I'm with a comic, I, or I'll call a comic and say like, hey, is this funny? Uh, I used to have, I have a buddy uh, that's a good laugher. He'll laugh at anything. So if I need confidence in it, I can call him and right. he'll just laugh at whatever. Yeah, I'm having a bad day. Yeah, uh, dude, yeah, yeah. I, I need somebody this, that's definitely going to laugh. It's going to laugh. So I can run it by someone. Uh, but I mean, the longer you do it, I mean, this is, I would be 15 years in January. The longer you do it, you just, you know, like before I say something, I can, I can I can be like I bet like this will be I bet I can make this pretty funny and yeah. uh if something just if you know if something happens like uh I I have like I have, I don't do this joke now but I have a new joke where they mess my name up at Delta checking in and when it happened it's like something that you're like you know where you're like I don't know could that be funny you know and then I'll maybe just try it but I'll just think about it I won't you know and then I'll just throw it in there uh and then see what happens and see if they react to it and then if they do enough you know sometimes you, it depends on where you want to put it to right i can put it in the middle but you don't want to put it too much because in clubs they drop checks so it's a big like they so you know they go to every table and give them their check for the night like for all their drinks or whatever they had and it's, it's the check drop and it's a nightmare to deal with because uh for you yeah for you because you and you can feel it like the energy in the crowd changes like they're really laughing then everybody's it's kind of like not as hard laughing and you know, because everybody's like looking, going like, "Is this like, you know, we got to pay the bill and like we got the all this phone so, out so they yeah. can see it." You know? Yeah, yeah, they're distracted. They're distracted. So you don't want to throw something in in that scenario, yeah, because then that's not going to get a good reaction, and then it's not. I can't even really judge off of it. So I'll sometimes kind of throw it in at the beginning, yeah, like I'll open with it, you know, and or or do it like like pretty early to see, right, you know. That's the same with public spot. A lot of you know, these galas or charity things. You know, there's always at the end of the dinner or at the or at the changeover between the salad and the entree. Like you're talking and they're, you know, they're taking the salad plates away and they're coming with the rubber chicken. And it's like you're like, come on, man. And it yeah. takes forever. Oh, and it's we. If I do those, I do. Uh, if I do like a corporate gig like that, we make it. They have to be done with dinner. So they and I don't think you guys. That's what's weird. Is like I need their. I need their. I mean, you want them to pay attention too. Yeah. But like I don't think they're they're not gonna 
think about it as much for someone that's just giving a speech or something. Yeah. Or even like a band playing, they don't care, you know. But for us, we go, I mean, now we tell like our agents, like they, they got to be done. And I still do them where they're not done or they, yeah. the, it runs behind and then they throw you up there and you just hear and like. We have drinks where we're going tomorrow night. Does, does they have tables yeah. and they do? Yeah, it's like a oh comedy Oh my God, club. this is yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's a bar. It's a yeah, restaurant. Oh, bar. we're the, I'm in. I'm in. I know. I'm like, I'll be going to both shows. Like, yeah, it's like a normal place. Like, <laughs> is there walls? Where is this? Are we do this? Do you ride around with us in a car? I'm like, I don't. What do you think a comedy club? Uh, <laughs> I I haven't. That's have a you thing. ever been to a comedy club? I don't think I have. I, I'm. You been? It's like going to a band. You've been in a band. Watch bands. Like, so. Um, yeah, been as a, yeah, of course yeah. I've gone to see band. What kind of question is that? Yeah, of course. Uh, it's so it's just like that. <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I uh, no, I've, I've but it, as I was reading about your whole life, I'm like, and I listened to your podcast with this this guy who talked about jerking off the whole time. Yeah, and I was like, wow, that was weird. But uh, he, there are all these names, all these comedians. I'm like, holy shit! Like this is this is a whole nother world. Oh like, yeah, there's so many. Like I don't know. But I guess it's it is like music. Like I know I love music. Yeah, and I know tons of bands, and I can talk about the bands. I can talk about who's in them. Talk about their music, their their songs. Like this, I was like all those names you and him talked about. I forget what's the dude's name, Pete. Pete, Pete Holmes. Holmes. Oh yeah. I'm like, who are these people? <clears throat> like yeah. Bill Burr, I know. Yeah. Had him on this show. Yeah. Good buddy. You know, uh, uh, Eddie Murphy, I know. Yeah. But I mean, all these Eddie Murphy has been commenting a long time, but yeah, I got, yeah. you're like my you're like my dad, like tell me like Lenny Bruce. So we hung out with Lenny Bruce. I'm like he died. You're like did he? Rodney Dangerfield. Uh, Rodney, you're like oh my god. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't all these names. I was like, and then when I, as I was studying, I was like, there is a whole like comedy culture out there that I had no idea yeah. existed. It's very popular right now. It's getting like, look, we're never going to be music. Uh, I always have a big problem. Like music, it drives me crazy because, like, I think where I'm at in my career, if I was in music, I would be so much. Because people search out new bands, they mm -hmm. they will go out of their way to find a new band. And comedians, like, we have to like be put in front of your face and then make you like watch it and then hope that you're like. I mean, there are people that search it out, but like, it's just not as much. So it takes a, it takes like comics. I mean, Burr. Like we were talking about uh, Bill Burr, but like Bill Burr is like the guy that was like, he was my, when I first moved to New York, I watched him. Like he just did like his first Letterman. He's probably 10 years in uh, or maybe yeah, 10, 11 years in. And I was like a year in and we're just watching him. Uh, he it was, you know, watching, murder. I was like blown away. Like yeah. when I first got into it, you were just seeing guys being like, dude, this is un like, this dude's unreal. Like it is. I didn't know. I mean, I was getting into comedy. I didn't know there was all these people that were i've never heard brian regan which is a big comic and a lot of people know who he is brian regan like when he first heard brian regan he, it's the funniest thing i've ever heard in my life where you're like why is this guy not the most famous human being on earth like mm. he is unbelievable and so then you get into it and you're just like wow this is crazy these guys are like really good and it's like it's, it's so impressive and then you know, Burr was always one that I watched. I watched Burr rise. Like I watched Burr like from a, as a younger comic, but I watch him like get to, you know, where he sells out Madison Square Garden. Like you know, wow. So it's like you just to watch him like rise up and go. It's 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 unbelievable and it's very neat to uh, see it. And it's it is it's there's a whole nother world and 
it's but it's you know it's it's good comedy's in a good place right now for us it's as you know as good as it's it's not going like it's way too much i was yeah i, I was i was shocked i mean I, I listened to that podcast on my ride and so i'm just like all right and then I, as i came home and started reading more i was like man i'm missing out i gotta I mean, clearly i'm missing out if i'm talking about rodney Dangerfield yeah. and, and eddie murphy eddie and, murphy you're like that's the last special you saw <laughs> delirious like you're like you're like what <laughs> like, you should tell him to get back into comedy well I, what, call eddie and tell him that we i saw him one time in aspen man he uh he walked he was walking out of this hotel and i was wearing this really cool coat uh i was with nike at the time and they made this coat and he like first of all there's like three huge black dudes walk out like his, yeah his security. security guy and i'm like oh fuck who's coming out and he, boom, he comes around the corner and i mean he's like a pass and he's like sweet jacket yeah <laughs> And I'm like, fucking Eddie Murphy just, and so I called him. I was like, hey, you got to get, you got to make one of yeah. these for Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I don't know. Higgs, did that ever happen? Did we ever, did they send it to him? We, I guess yeah. we didn't get the thank you note. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought it yeah. was pretty, uh, yeah. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. I know some band, like the, you know, Derek Trucks. Uh, like, uh, is he a comedian or? No, a band. He was in the Allman Brothers. Oh, no, he was like yeah. 16. Uh, when he joined, I know him uh, pretty well, uh, and he's a uh, he's a big sports guy. And yeah, he joined the Armand Brothers at sixteen. He's like a child prodigy. Uh, but that wasn't any fun. Yeah, sixteen year old. Yeah, Greg he Allman. was like, yeah, he played with Eric Clapton for a while. Like, uh, oh, that sucks. And then now he's with it's uh, the Tedeschi Trucks band, hmm. and they're. And I just performed at Joe Walsh's the Eagles his seventieth birthday. So you did, yeah, me, Joe Walsh, and Ringo Starr. Come on. Yeah. You met Ringo Starr? No. He was, I could have. Uh, it was, he was in the middle. I don't, it was, I would have had to like go over it. Like I met Joe a long time ago or a few years ago. And then so, and Joe likes comedy. But I mean, there was like Tom Hanks was there. Like it was like a crazy, and there was like 120 people. And uh, I went up and I mean, it was going to be a nightmare, dude. Like he was like, they, you know, he wanted to have comedy and Drew Carey, Richard Lewis for that, like all these other, where you're like, just use them. Like, and then Brad Paisley, I know, because we did the Netflix thing. And then, uh, and so I, when Brad came in and I like was like, and I hit him and then I was like, hey, and he's like, what are you doing here? And like, he just didn't know. Like, and I was like, I got to go up. And he's like, what? And it was just like, they were doing all these toasts and then they just, I had to go up like cold, like no one introduced me. Oh my God. In front and, of all those, you're just, ah, uh, yeah, just looking up. at like, uh, yeah, Ringo's like sitting right there and you're just sitting there. I don't know. Yeah, I think he was on board with it. I think I saw him clap once. Uh, <laughs> what's that, Ringo? Yeah. Ringo. <laughs> uh, it was pretty wild. The set's being clean. That helps. That's yeah. like the stuff you get into, like yeah. weird, you know. Where you're just sitting there and like just it's this weird group of people that you perform. Not weird, it's crazy, but you're just looking at everybody like this is un like you just it's gotta go good. Surreal. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be a nightmare. Yeah. Or it'll be a good story if you bomb. That's and how you look at it. Either it's gonna I hope it goes good, but if I bomb, it's all right too. Like it, it could be yeah. pretty epic to bomb in front of Tom And it went well. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, it was as good as it could go. I mean, they're that's when they were eating. They like where I was like, could y'all like, what, could we be done with the food? And they're like, I don't, know, probably not. And so Ringo, and you mind stopping? Ringo, eating? could you? Hey, Ringo, I just yeah. And then uh, yeah, so they, it, but yeah, it went fun. Yeah. What's up with this show? You had a, I read you, or on that podcast, and then I read it somewhere as well that that 
Fallon had, was going to do a show with you. Then I saw this article recently in in Variety where you got another show on Fox. Yeah, it's, it's loosely based on are you kind of you? Yeah, right? it is. But it's, you're not a comedian. I will be on this. You will new be one. on the Fox show. I went through like uh, so. I met Fallon, and then uh, I've been on his show, Tonight Show, and other one a bunch. So Fallon produced. Uh, that was the one I talked about on Pete's was a, a few years ago. And we, I did it twice with him where you just try to produce a show. So the idea of it is like you pitch a show to NBC or whatever we did. And then they say they, they buy the pitch. They, then they, they pair you up with a writer and they pay you to write a script. And then you turn it in. You hope you have to, to go pilot. out there and, and sell the thing, pitch it to the, to yeah. the networks. Isn't yeah. That, I've done that a couple. That's, that's yeah. A, Pitching's like I not hate fun. That. Yeah. You know, comics are not terrible at it because we're used to, uh, uh, doing, let me tell you a fun line. This is my is another comedian, Joe List. It's very funny. It's, but it's his line. He would always say, like, if you ever in a meeting like that, like if you walk in, a good opening line is just be like, oh, how long has it been since all five of us been together, huh? Like, just like a stupid, like, because nothing we haven't. And so you just say that to any, like, start a meeting, and that it's just like you get a quick laugh. Yeah. Like, they're like, oh, that's funny. And then, like, it just breaks the tension. Yeah. And then you're like, all right, now we're. Now and then you can get into whatever you're trying to get do because it feels weird when you switch to that gear yeah. to go like and here's my what I'm trying to say, yeah. get you to buy or whatever right so yeah you pitch a show you write it you hope to make a pilot uh, I've done it like three or four times and they've gone nowhere and that's just like kind of the world you get into like you know writers uh, that's exactly my experience yeah that's and, why it sucks I don't I mean the, my my history with it is like why am I going back there to pitch this thing that's probably not going to get bought like yeah i'm kind of done with that it's it's crazy how much uh how many shows don't go and then it's i mean writers make livings off that they make a living off writing shows that don't go yeah and so and then the latest one i've done uh we've we pitched it to fox and they we got we got a put pilot which means they're supposed to shoot a pilot and uh so that's the first time i'll get to shoot a pilot and probably shoot it like you know March or April or something like that, and then you find out in May if it gets picked up. And but they de they definitely put the pilot on, or they yeah. There's a penalty if they don't, but I mean they could get it. Like so, it's basically like they're ba you know they're, they can still get out of it. Like anybody can get out of anything, you know. So they could still get out of it, but they're they're being like we'll pay this penalty. Not to me, they pay it to like the studio yeah. if we don't make it. Yeah. So it's the most it's it's the closest you can get to like we're going to give it to you. Yeah, you know the other thing. Because it, 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 I guess back with the, the the Fallon thing, your dad was part of the story, and I think Marker, I think you told me he's like, yeah, his dad was a clown when he was growing yeah. up. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> Dad's not a clown. No, nobody. Oh yeah. Nobody's dad is a is or was a clown. Yeah. But, well, he would true be a story. True, yeah, he would and be and a magician. A, he's a still a magician out. now. He's uh, he's he still does magic. Uh, he's done it my whole life, and. He's very, very good at it. Very good. Sleight of hand. He's very funny. We do shows together. And uh, he's always tough to... I'll, get to, I'll follow him. And he's tough to follow because he's very funny. And so he will destroy. And like, uh, and then I got to go up after. And, you know, he's done put on... He's done a real show. Right. And I go up and just... He like, does magic? He does magic. So he'll do magic and... And, he, uh, and he's funny too? And he's funny. So he... And he's very... Like, I mean, he does all sleight of hand. But he started as a clown. And... So that's that's how I, got. I had an album called Yelled Out by a Clown and that was uh the, the yeah the dad is like the joke was like here uh my dad was a clown have you ever been yelled at by a clown I have 
Do you know how confusing it is to get yelled at by a guy who's got a smile painted on his face? So that's the idea of the gym. And then... Uh, Think about that. Yeah. And I have... There's a lot of, like, I I, uh, I tell this story now, but, like, my first memory in life is my dad pulling up uh, in a red Mazda. We're big Mazda people, or we were, apparently. And Zoom, zoom. Zoom, yeah. We love it. That's their motto. And uh, he was he's dressed as a clown, which doesn't even phase me. I'm five. You know, this is every day he's dressed as a clown. And the Easter Bunny was in the passenger seat. And that's my first memory in life is uh, he brought the Easter Bunny home from a gig, I guess. And I think he was doing a gig at a mall. And the Easter Bunny needed a, needed a lift. <laughs> and uh, so he said, will you come by and meet my kid first? And so they, and they pulled up. Oh, wow. And I have a picture with that Easter Bunny. Santa in the backseat. Yeah, he and was the tooth like, fairy yeah. next to Santa. I know the whole car would have been like unbelievable. All those like, superheroes. Oh he knows everybody. Uh, so yeah, he did. I mean, then he stopped uh, doing that, and then just, and now he does magic, and uh, he's done yeah, like done card it for, magic or like yeah, what? like card sleight of hand, like card coins, and <clears throat> does like some bigger tricks, some funny tricks. He does it. He he. I don't know how much he does it now. He's got like there's videos online. You see, he does. He got a straight jacket with like uh, he does one with Dick Buckus on it, Johnny Bench. Because we, we he always does like these like golf charity events yeah. and all this kind of stuff, and uh, so What's his first name Stephen 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 Bargetzi Bargetzi. And then uh, does he get freaked out when people you know if he did a, a, a private gig and people are standing around or what you know in the, with their iPhones and everything? I've seen some of these magicians they hate when the when somebody's filming them because yeah. you know if you go back I guess if you go back and you can slow it down and look slow it down and figure out how they did it. Yeah, well they're very if when you're very good it's even if you're filming it. It's going to be pretty hard. I like. I always say like I don't know how to do magic, but I can ruin it for you. Like, so I know how a lot of it's done. Uh, and you got no magic? No, I never got into it. I mean, like it, it's something you have to. It's like anything. I mean, I mean, you know, like with the use, like it's doing comedy, like doing you know cycling, like magic, whatever you do. If you want to be good at it, you have to be obsessed with it. Mm -hmm. So you have to do it. You have to think about it twenty four hours a day. Are you you stand zero chance to do anything? Yeah. And so to get in that world, you got to be practicing it nonstop. And it was just like, I just never, I don't know if you're just around it. Like you just don't care. Like, cause you're like, I've just, you know, it's like, yeah, there's, there was cards you, all over the place. Cause I, I mean, any, like at least this is the word on the street, you know, these magicians, they won't tell you, like, if you're their friend, you're like, Hey, how'd you, can you tell me how to do that? The no, no. Like there's, there's a code, yeah. like there's a magician yeah, yeah. code where you can't just go tell somebody how to do that trick like yeah. you have to go to the school and commit you know be like want to be a magician yeah 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 they i mean I, he'll tell me right. but well, i won't tell him but like he'll uh you know it, uh, yeah no you're not that's the whole the biggest is you're not supposed to say like this has done like there was that guy that on tv for a while that was like giving the tricks away and uh but the thing was a lot of this was like a few years ago it was on like a fox or something where they this un, the masked magician and he would give away all these tricks and uh, show how it's done, huh. and then they were gonna re reveal who he was because he was like in death threats from magicians and all that stuff. Yeah, but a lot of tricks he was doing were very old, and like a lot of them were like so he's giving tricks away that are like well most magicians don't do it that way anymore. That's just like an old way. But I think he did maybe a couple that were like people were like you know it was very like why would you do that? Uh, you know because that's like that's the the point of it. It's like I'd a, watch that. A, like, yeah, I think you can. A lot of magicians are good. They can tell you what they're doing, and you're not going to see it. Like that's how that's how they're they're that good to like move stuff around. Yeah, the thing where they put it under <clears> your watch, I, I, the dollar bill or the folded up card. Or yeah, I, I just can't. 
Yeah, my dad takes, cannot, takes people's watches. I cannot understand that. Yeah. But that doesn't. Who's the greatest comedian of all time? Do you say comedian or comic? <clears throat> uh, no, you say comedian. Uh, we say, I mean, you say both, but it's. Uh, you, so you're, 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 you're all time favorite. Please say Eddie Murphy. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> well, it's, I think it's one thing, another thing we have in common Eddie Murphy. Uh, it's. Uh, <laughs> or you can say Rodney Dangerfield, too. Rodney Dangerfield is unbelievable. He's unreal. Uh, Eddie Murphy was unreal. His specials, Delirious and Raw, are like, when you think about him, he was like 22. And that's unreal to put out that special mm -hmm. and to be 22 years old. Like just now, like I'm 38. So it's like now you know like how young 22 is. And when comics, that's a big thing. When comics start young, if they get famous young, I think it's a lot of times it hurts you because they have no life experience. And then they kind of get money and stuff, so then they're never going to have a regular experience. And that's what you need. You need to have regular life experiences. So, Or that's how you make jokes. Uh, so what he did is unreal. I always like debate. Like, uh, <clears throat> so I, big, I was a big Seinfeld guy. Seinfeld probably is my favorite. Yeah. And... Uh, that dude's a monster. Yeah, his, his lady special is great. It's, it's actually really great. And, you know, and he's 60-something years old, like, and to be able to still turn out and... Uh, what he does, you know, Chris Rock's another, like, uh, I've opened for him now a few times, but Rock is, Rock's got just, like, I mean, just, uh, he just taped a special, but he, his, like, what he's put out is, like, I mean, he's got some, like, unbelievable jokes and material, and, like, uh, it's crazy. David Tell, you ever watch David Tell? Do you know him? You should look him. You would like him. Dave Chappelle, I know. Dave Chappelle's Chappelle is unreal. Chappelle, his, last, his weird last two specials were great. Uh, yeah, I think he's a fun. You know, I mean, he's, he likes to drink. So, uh, but this thing where he had all he had so much momentum, and he's going to be the next Eddie Murphy, whatever you know. And then yeah. he's just like, no, nah, I'm done. I'm going to Ohio, my farm in Ohio. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got, I don't want the money. I don't want the attention. He the talks about it like in his. He's talked about it like since then, where he's. I mean, that's just, says it was like. Dumb to do. I think it was just he got in his head about it, and uh, you know, but you know, it's one of those that, like, probably in hindsight is added to the legend of him, has made it even, but you know, because well, I agree, yeah, it's but like, at the time, you're at thinking, the time, it's this, like you think, was, you think he's sick in the head. Oh, I was in New York when it happened. I was at uh, we started this club, Boston Comedy Club, and uh, it was in New York called Boston Comedy, Club. and so he used to always come in. And you would see him. I watched him go up in front of eight people or five people. Like, there's no one there. And Chappelle just pops in. And Chappelle's on the show. Like, this is, they're taping uh, the Chappelle show at this time. And uh, so we were there. I mean, you'd see him every night. And you'd see it like it was like, and then he that, went on stage or he just sat there and stage. watched you guys? No, no, he would go on stage. And then that's when it all happened. So I was in New York when he left it. Uh, and it was like insane just to like, I mean, he just disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and just walked away from it all. But we saw him. I mean, there's no like signs to it. It's not like I, I mean, I, it's not like I talked to him. I was a brand new comic. But you would see, like, I remember he'd hang out a little bit after sometimes. And you could just see, like, I think it was like the fame thing was getting to, like, it was like, because he couldn't do anything. He couldn't, like, uh, he, you know, it's like he couldn't go outside. He couldn't do, and I think that was like all coming together. And, like, and I remember he'd go out afterward, like or after the end of the night, be hanging outside, and people just stop, and then everybody's stopping, and everybody's, you know, it was just like uh, it become a zoo, and I think that was adding to everything. And then he was just, you know, and then from there, just was like I'm out. Yeah, pretty no, wild. I mean, and I, 
it is the the, the story is cool at this point. I mean, it, it, at the time, uh, really at the timing, it's crazy. But then now you look at and the and the the money he gave up is now like peanuts compared to what yeah. they give him now. So yeah, yeah, he may be a fucking genius, and we were yeah. all wrong. Yeah, yeah, it would be interesting. I mean, I don't think he. I think he thought it was. I bet if he went back, I don't know if he would still do it or not. But uh, there's part of me that I've always thought he was like kind of regretted like doing. You just feel bad for the other people that are on the show and stuff like that. That's how you start. Like Neil Brennan was the guy that co-created with him, who's a comic, very funny dude. And uh, he, you know, you felt bad for Neil, but uh, you know, I mean, they've, you know, I don't know, they've all talked about it. Right. Like, and so this transition that a lot of these guys, guys and girls make from from doing stand up to to then acting, basically, yeah. um, seems like I mean that would be a lot. Well, I say I say it would be easier. Maybe it wouldn't be easier, but you don't have to travel and be on the road every night in a different city. And yeah, that'd I mean, be great. That that would be great. Yeah, yeah, I would love like uh, Brian. Okay. I mean, like the idea of it is like uh, you look at people's careers, like Seinfeld, Ray Romano. Like that's what I would, that's kind of what I would like to do. Mm. And Seinfeld, I think, has had the most flawless career. Ray Romano's got a pretty cool career, though, because he had a huge show, and then he's doing, like, some good... He's in movies now, and he's doing cool parts, and he's great and all this stuff. So he's had, like, a pretty cool career. Seinfeld's had probably the best, I think, with just the... Sh you create the greatest show ever, and uh, then, he, then he does, like... And then everything after that was, like, perfect, like... The B movie that he did was great. Like the animated B movie was great. He did this one. He did this thing called Comedian. You could watch. That's on Netflix now. It it's that if you want to see that was like a big thing for comics because we got to watch. That was when it came out right when I first started, and it follows him because he just did he did an HBO special the last time I'm telling you this and retired all his jokes and then was having to create a new act. So it follows him going around trying to create a new act mm. and shows how you do it. And like that's a perfect thing to watch for. To watch like a uh, you know a guy at that level, but yeah. watch these comedians do this stuff, and uh, so he did that, and that was great. And then these specials are great. He does uh, coffees and or com the comedians and cars. Yeah, the car coffee. thing is, but that's, that's like a huge. podcast. That's, that's like a, a little like, like this podcast but, exactly. Yeah. But and it's a, it's so cool it's been twist. everything he's done is just like now perfect. his wife is, has like cookbooks and shit. Like Anna's my girl's got all the cookbooks. Did you get do uh, this? Yeah, no, she cooks yeah. out of this cookbook. Yeah. That's like a power couple. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, it's crazy. That shouldn't happen to people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're, I mean, they're killing it. And he tours now, and then like, yeah, and his act is great. It's really great. I mean, you go watch him. We watched him in San Francisco uh, at this festival, Clusterfest, and he performed outside, and it was like 50 degrees, and, you know, it's a lot of young people. So, and there's a lot of comics on the side watching and we're very curious to see, well, how's he going to handle this? And it was everything you wanted from him. He did him and he destroyed. And that's a tough situation to be in. That's outside. That's, you can't, when you're outside, you can't really hear the laughs come back to you. So it's hard to like do your time because your timing's off like laughs. So it's hard to hear that. So you kind of just got to do it and trust that they're even laughing. Wow. And, uh, and he like, destroyed. It was great. You're just like... Oh, we just, yeah, just watched it because we were kind of curious because some of us were like, "Well, we saw him a couple of times and it was like whatever," and like maybe he's getting older or something. And it was like stupid. It was like you're like we you feel like ten years ago they they said that about Bill Cosby. I mean, obviously that story is different now, but like the you know the, the I read some interview with I forget who it was. It was like maybe it was Chris Rock. Yeah, talking about Bill Cosby. Like he, he talks he, about him that comedian thing too. Yeah, like he's like, this old. I mean, he was ancient. He's ancient. He's even more ancient now. Yeah. And, and and again, the story's a little different. But 
like just just this reverence for this the, yeah. the timing the confidence the material it is un uh, yeah it's unbelievable with that guy to, to keep going like he was going until like you know until he kind of ended he ended it himself uh yeah i mean he was doing still working every weekend he does like shows in the afternoon and just he goes out and sits that dude does by himself and it, you know cosby's another one cosby was unreal he was like his show was he has the uh the cosby show uh like the one with the, the family and everything yeah, yeah. Husk, husk, what's his name husk, i don't watch husk, that husk like I get people yeah. give me like I've never and you're not gonna believe this. I might believe they're it. laughing at me. I'm gonna be honest. I might believe it. Okay. Well, you're I, I hope me. you do believe it. But you, they're, they're, they're already the, these, these clowns sitting in the room. Yeah, they're already starting to laugh. I've never seen one episode of Seinfeld. Oh yeah, that's crazy. Uh, but you were pretty huge during, weren't you? Well, I just were you I huge just, uh, during that time period I don't though. Sit at home and watch television. Yeah. Well, like were, I download, like I watched billions because I yeah. download it on my computer and yeah. I watch it when I travel. Like I'm not gonna sit at home. Yeah. It, you know, back then when it was on Tuesday at five or six, whatever time it was, I'm not gonna like schedule my yeah. day around that. No way. You couldn't yeah. DVR it. You couldn't. You know. Yeah. Well, that then. Well, you go, just, they, it's on now. You should go watch it now. Download it and watch. It's unreal. No. All right. Like Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. What, was it? Well, but wouldn't you? Wouldn't your career been like just rocking during that time too? Like, or they were they were early nineties though. Like, but I, no, I went, to, you, I went to Europe in ninety two. Yeah, to started so I was in Europe ninety two, basically through two thousand twelve. Oh, then you missed the whole run. So I have an excuse. Yeah, they didn't show it in France or Spain. Or no, place. Yeah, yeah, I'm out. That's all right. So you forgive me. You believe me and forgive me. Yeah, well, that's a good excuse to be like you were doing your own thing. Yeah, you no, know, I was, you really what, missed a good time though. Uh, you think louis ck is gonna work again yeah yeah i think he'll be back i think he'll uh you know it's crazy and because a lot of these guys in the middle of all this stuff is no of course it's not good oh yeah it's insane uh but i like you know the stuff that it's all real bad but there you know it's like it's it's get you know is it like harvey weinstein it's like i don't know it's not as it's not that it's all bad but then there is like you know stuff to do i don't like someone using power like that i think that's like gross like i just I, it makes me sad to like think you could hold something over and i don't think i think some of the girls that do like they they're saying yes because they feel like they have to or you know but i i think louis will be back i mean he you know he's a guy that talked about a lot of crazy stuff and so if anybody could eventually come back and like i don't know like do it you know then i mean he can and i think there will be an audience for him i mean that's that's really what would matter in comedy in comedy is like will there be an audience right. uh that will go watch and he him. can do that himself yeah he, he doesn't can, need a, a a network to be behind him or a studio to be behind him and and yeah i'm not he can just go to a club and he can go to a club and get rent a room and he can go do whatever he wants to do and see who shows up and see if there's gonna be an audience and see if it's uh if people get the satisfaction of knowing that like all the stuff that he's had to deal with i mean look he's had to deal with all that like he's got daughters and stuff so it's like it's not like he's just like sitting at home taking a break i mean he has to handle you know it's uh it's a crazy thing to have to go through so well, i mean it, it, it dude look, look who you're sitting across from i mean it, it, it's i've been there like it's, yeah. it's not there there's there's more house cleaning there than than you can imagine right so oh it's got gotta to, be crazy you know if if they are i don't know how old his daughters are but you know matt lauer has teenage kids you know it's like think about yeah. that like Matt Lauer's that that's bad. Like that's like that's where you feel really bad for his like family. Like where you're just like, 
Yeah, I don't know. Like, Matt Lauer is an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, I mean, obviously now. He had a door that closed <laughs> on its own. That's pretty. You want to be like, I know, that he just ruined it for people that want to have a door closed on it. You're like, now, because if you do it, they're like, oh, you're like Matt Lauer. You're like, no, I just thought it was like awesome to have a door that closed on its own. And he just kind of ruined the game. Like, I just didn't want to get up and close the door. And you can't even do that. You can't even suggest it now. That yeah. business went under the door, the automatic door closing <laughs> business the was just locker. like, this dude's killing us. Like, and you got to get out of that. You know, that's what I feel bad for. Yeah. I don't the know. Door, that's a shame. The door closing people. Terrible. That were really like, look, we got Matt Lauer. It's going pretty good. We're, you know, use him as an example. But maybe they take it going like, it did work for him. You know, like, I don't know. They, that's not the right way. I brought him, this is, this, I brought him, a, when I won the first tour in 99, I went around and did all those morning shows. So I brought each of the, the hosts or whatever you call uh, a yellow jersey, like yeah. a real one, like, and um, signed it to, you know, to Matt, you know, thank, blah, blah, blah. And I had, I gave it to him and he's like sitting it down or I handed it to him and he grabbed it. And this is what, this just pissed me off because it was a gift. Yeah. And he, and he kind of flings it like this in front of the camera, almost like a uh, like a bullfighter, like yeah. ha ha ha, shameless plug for the postal service. And I'm like, dude, that was that was. I, I don't care what sponsors on there or not. Yeah. That was a gift to you. So that, yeah. I was just, I couldn't take it after that. Yeah, I I I could like, I, I feel like I could get mad at him for something like that. Yeah. Like we get, I would get mad at him for something like that where you're like. Where you could be like, oh, that's why you're mad, and then people would be like, that doesn't make. But I get it, dude. I would make me furious, Thank you, and that I would bull for years. They're like, who do you think you are, dude? I mean, it's been 18 yeah. years. You and saw I, the that's you saw you the emotion go. when I said yeah. it. That's what all these. They should have all the women, and then you're sitting at the very end, <laughs> waiting for your turn, and you let them go through, and then you give your story to go. And no, it, well, it, it, like, it, I think we have video of mine. So go and play the video, and then go, oh, so just infuriate. And then and either just before me or just after me, the guy that's lost his, his door lock and yeah, door he's next. Business. He's he next. Goes, he's like, this is, look what happened. Yeah, he goes, we well, didn't, you know, I put all my money in it. Just a door closing bit. And he goes, I didn't even, I wasn't thinking. We were doing so good. Yo, does does your wife think you're funny? Like when uh, you're sitting around the house yeah. and you're, you're acting like you, you're like you're acting right now, like we're all laughing, like it's just funny. Yeah. But she's like, you're stupid. Like, that's not funny. Yeah, like, yeah. That's like me, like, doing underarm farts. Nobody at my house thinks that's funny. Yeah. But does your wife, like, does she roll around and laugh? No. <laughs> I don't think she's, yeah, I don't think she's a fan. And it's, uh, no, she's, she does think I'm funny. Like, I mean, I'll ask her jokes, too. I'll tell her something. Like, if I come up with a joke, because there's a lot of stuff about her. So I'll tell her to be like, hey, I'm doing this joke about this. I mean, because we can get in a fight, and we'll be in a fight. On the Netflix thing, I had a joke about had an expired dog medicine. Right. And great. But that was like a real fight that happened. So like that was like, so it happens. And then the next day, I like think of it. And I'm like thinking about it. And I'm like, that could be like a joke. And then so then I'll just put that in. And uh, I'll tell her like if the joke starts doing real good, even if she didn't want me to tell her, tell it, I'd be like, I don't know what to tell you. Like this joke's doing real good. So right. and I'm not taking it Like out. she's very, very good with like putting this stuff in. And, you know, she sits there and uh handles it all but yeah she says like i'm not i don't it's not as i'm not as a uh, comic's not as it's not this it's not as fun like it's fun hanging out with comics like she i think gets jealous i had a joke about it where she was like you don't laugh as much uh with me as you do your friends and i was like yeah I hang out with professional comedians like 
Like I don't know what to tell you. And then the <laughs> the joke I would in the joke I would say like, I was like they make new jokes every day. You make list. Like she makes a lot of list, and none of them are funny list. So she, you know, it's but she always does a joke with me. She'll say if I make her laugh, she'll say it's thirty seconds of fun. She says I give her thirty seconds of fun a day. So if I make one joke, she'll go thirty seconds of fun. There it was. And then it's off to uh, just seriousness. Yeah, but you probably need that. Like, you don't want some... Yeah, that would get old, too, like your wife. I don't want to be married to a fan. No, I want someone to hate my work, and then I'll live with that lady for the rest of my life. We've been together my whole life since I was uh, before I, I started comedy. I heard that since you were 21. Met at Applebee's. Waiting tables. Oh. Still the, a fan. Uh, the Still Blossom. a big what's fan the, of Applebee's. Well, uh, no. oh, that's Outback. Oh. Blossom. I know. We don't need to get in the whole... I would be a perfect person to get like sponsorships because I go to all these places regularly. If I can ever get McDonald's and all them on board, I'll be like just like yeah, I'm, I, I actively go to these places. So I'm a big fan. Uh, my whole life started through Applebee's. Applebee's yeah, you, what did you say? You said you went from from uh, having a mother to having a wife. Yeah, like, there was no. Yeah, yeah I went from my uh, mom to my wife so i've never had like an hour without some lady being like i don't know if i would do that and now we have a daughter and now so you say now you have know. a daughter now yeah. you're really hosed now I'm, it's over and she's four and she's five yeah, so wait, i mean i have i have, I have a seven-year-old daughter and then twin 16-year-old girls oh which is and when they're there at that point buddy call me yeah it is, <laughs> it is it's wild well, I shouldn't, it's amazing because they listen to this podcast yeah, yeah. Like, girls well, at least they're fans no it they're and they're awesome yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Smart. They're beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Actually, those two things are true. Yeah. They, but, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I always heard like teenage, like, uh, but that's got to be, do they feel like, are they just been around this stuff? They've around you being, well, that's got to be a weird thing too, because they've been, you've been pretty huge their whole life. Their whole life. Yeah. So they, but they, that's all they know. Like they're just, Before they're their used life. to it. Yeah. So they're just used to it. Like they're, like, it's pretty, like, yeah. Yeah, I think they. That's like being my dad. I can but relate I'm, to I'm him. Really, my dad was a clown. Yeah. I can relate to your daughter. Did you want me to talk to your kids about what it's like to grow up? I'll pass you their numbers. Yeah, and I'll call them and go, it. guys. I know what you're going through right now. All right, I was 16 and my dad was doing magic. All right, same thing. Yeah, yeah. Your dad does a podcast when you're. My dad was doing magic. It's the same situation. Yeah. Yeah, same shit, different, different, just different city. kind. Yeah, and my son is since you're such a sports guy, I'm and the listeners, regular listeners, of this show are probably sick of me talking about my son's football team. But this, he plays at Westlake High School right here yeah. in in Austin, and he's a senior. I think I've heard of Westlake. Yeah, it's a huge high school. Yeah, so this yeah, is yeah, this is yeah. true Friday Night Lights. Yeah, yeah. You know? uh, Justin Tucker, a bunch of NFL guys, and a bunch of obviously D1 guys, but um, finished the regular season undefeated. Uh, and now we're we've just winning, winning, winning. We we're we have one more game before the state championship or the yeah the state championships. So we're fourteen and zero this Saturday at the NRG State. They play at the Houston Texans Stadium, uh, playing another team from Houston that's fourteen. They won't sell it out. Will no. it be, uh, be, 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 be packed? It won't be packed. That's what's yeah. stupid. I mean, if uh, that thing holds a ninety or hundred thousand people, yeah. there's there's a lot of people, but yeah. twenty thousand people in a stadium that seats a yeah. hundred. Go to like a college. Or go to, yeah, yeah or there's a... Come to Vandy, I, we could... I, yeah, we could fill it up. Yeah, yeah. For, for once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, I mean, it's... And then if they win there, they go to the state championship, which is at Jerry World in Dallas. Like, it's... Yeah, that's like it, this. I, I, this thing is, has, has completely taken over my life, and I'm, I'm like a nervous wreck, and I'm so yeah. proud. How old is he? 
He's 18. Oh, okay. And then, oh, so this is his senior year? He's 6'3", 250. Is he going somewhere? Or you, no. or does, he's not going to play again after that? He doesn't want to. Yeah. I feel like it takes over their whole life. He gets, he, he gets letters and stuff. He got a letter from Harvard at the oh. beginning of the season from the head football coach. I was yeah. like, he sent, you know, took a picture and sent it to me. I was like, just, just, just get in. Just yeah. get in because nobody, yeah. nobody gets out. Like you get in and you always get, you yeah, make it through. Yeah, you're going to Harvard. Oh, yeah. But I mean, I was like, anyways, it was, it's cool that he gets that kind of stuff. Yeah. This is, is this how Harvard's finding out they're not getting him? <laughs> 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 they probably, well. <laughs> they're sitting there. The coaches listen to this podcast, like, man, I can't wait. Pretty sure Lance Armstrong's kid's coming here. <laughs> and then he just hears this. Son of a God. Well, what are you gonna do? Nate, that was fun, man. Thank you. Yeah. We gotta end with that because that was that was some funny shit right there. <laughs> yeah, thanks for coming on. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in to the Forward Podcast. Like uh like I said at the top of the show, if you have anything you wanna say, if you have a suggestion, please. God knows I need suggestions. Um, or questions or concerns or criticisms or whatever let me know send me an email send it to the forward podcast at we do sport.com i know it's long i know it's a little confusing the forward podcast at we do w-e-d-u sport singular.com the forward podcast at we do sport.com 